This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back to Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. I'm Alex Smythe. We, I am joined by Michelle McQuig and Joita Gupta as part of the Now News panel. And we have one more topic to discuss. On Wednesday afternoon, an incident at the Rainbow Bridge border crossing between Ontario and New York forced the closure of the border for hours. Stephen Portnoy has the latest on the situation. Despite initial concerns that the car may have been packed with explosives and the blast might have marked an attack, officials now insist there was no nexus to terrorism and the matter is being treated by local police as a traffic investigation. A Homeland Security document obtained by ABC News describes the two people who died in the fiery car crash as a husband and wife who have no criminal history and are not on any government watch lists. So that situation unfolded rapidly, causing speculation and theories to spread like wildfire. Now, Michelle, this was your topic you brought forth, and you wanted to explore how this story was covered in the media. So what surprised you about the coverage of this story? Yeah, well, I guess surprise is a bit of a strong term, and I know we're very pressed for time, so I'll keep it tight, but... if you looked at there, there were there was a definitely a bit of a trend in terms of uh, outlets of a specific editorial event who immediately went the terrorism route. They immediately jumped in and started saying that it is terrorism. They had experts coming in talking about Canada's porous border. You had political candidates getting in the mix talking about a terror attack coming from Canada. So lots of of claims that were just being put out there that were quite promptly proven to be utterly false. And there was very little effort, it seemed, to do that fundamental fact-checking that uh, I I suspect struck a number of us when seeing that coverage. What really struck me as interesting, though, was how easily some of those messages that I just mentioned could be spun uh, based on aspects of Canada's perceptions in the world, Mm. uh, the ways in which Canada can play to to the voter blocks in question sometimes. those I I I'm I find myself interested of late as to how messages come to be spun and how how they come about, and this really jumped out at me given some of the issues that we've talked about on this panel before about Canada's efforts to ramp up migration. Obviously, there's heightened sensitivity around terrorist attacks given all the glo- rest of the global context at the moment. So, uh, a certain amount of of initial concern is understandable, but there was a lot there too that, that's equally concerning in a very different way. Yeah, it, it seemed to just uh, leap almost polit- uh, uh, um, like immediately into this political commentary realm, as you mentioned, the, the leaps uh, to terrorism, to the border uh, security with, with Canada. It, it didn't take much for that conversation to really get started. Joita, were there surprises for you and how it was covered or how quickly political, uh, political commentary really seeped into this conversation? No, no, no surprises there. I mean, certain publications and news media with certain editorial bands, as Michelle pointed out, um, tend to um, have a tendency to peddle opinion as facts without actually doing the fact checking that's required there. Um, But also it 
is the kind of incident, bearing in mind that borders have been a deeply politicized issue in the U.S. for a very long time and a wedge political issue is that, it's not entirely surprising either that for politicians, this represented a golden opportunity to spin the rhetoric and stir up discontent about Canada's porous borders, bearing in mind that a lot of this has its, has its genesis in conservative U.S. American or American belief that Canada's borders are very porous and that that Canada isn't strict enough about their immigration policies, which in turn puts the U.S. at risk. That's the conservative position around borders. Yeah. So for the Vivek Ramaswamis of the world or the Ted Cruz's of the world, this is another opportunity. And they take that opportunity, as politicians do, uh, to stir up discontent around an issue that they believe will advance their political position. So nothing about this was really all that surprising, to be frank with you. Now, I, I wonder, too, it's like, in, in terms of a situation like this, because you mentioned uh, two Republican candidates who uh, who came out very quickly commenting on border security, on, on terrorism, and even though those that was not the case here that was th this was uh, unfortunately the death of a couple who were in the states who uh, uh the were coming from the states potentially going to canada the investigation is still underway in that regard but it, it is it hard to hold accountability for news organizations when they they present these guests in form of commentary it, it provides a, a layer of protection almost to to have that journalistic fact and integrity when you say, well, this is just a, a commentary on a situation that's unfolding, Michelle. That's always a complicating factor. We've, we've talked before, I think, about the, the, the risks or the, the lack of public understanding and distinction between reporters, reporters and columnists. And that, I think, is uh, a gap in understanding that some outlets definitely, by saying this is commentary and, and expert opinion rather than, than reportage. But those are difference of approach between different media outlets. And... Uh, you could have long impassioned arguments about this. Uh, what I find kind of interesting is something that Joita alluded to in her comments when, when talking about the, the Vivek Ramaswamy's and some of the other political candidates who have jumped on to the issue of Canada's border as 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 a bit of a political hot potato and tried to leverage that for their own gain. That's kind of where this interest, this issue, piques my interest the most. I'm not shocked by the. the by which specific outlets went in the direction that they did. But it's this kind of mainstreaming of the spin on, on Canadian issues, because there's no question that Canada and the U.S. have a hugely important relationship. It makes a certain amount of sense that people, that politicians will try to make hay of aspects of that relationship because it is a big and important one. Um, but it's that mainstreaming of, of some of the discourse around Canada that kind of troubles me and, and, makes me a little anxious about what's coming in the upcoming U.S. election. I don't know to what degree this particular issue will take off. They obviously have very, very many other big fish to fry. Um, but I do think it's a matter of when and not if in my lifetime some big issue related to Canada becomes a more polarizing and, and prominent U.S. one. Um, and and that the, the tone of that commentary uh, has certainly jumped out at me in recent years. I, I wish we had more time to really dive into this conversation, but unfortunately, we're really up against the clock, so we'll have to end the conversation here for now. So uh, I, I want to thank both the panelists, uh, uh, Michelle McQuig. Thank you. Michelle is the news editor at the Canadian Press. Have yourself a great weekend.
You too. Take care, Alex. Yeah, take care. And Joita Gupta, thank you. Joita is the, the host of The Pulse on AMI-audio. Joita, you have yourself a great weekend. Thank you. You as well. Okay. And so coming up after the break, we'll have the regional news update. And Brock Richardson will stop by to give you a highlight and recap of the Para Pan Am Games. You're watching now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.